Evening, there we go. Um, really good to see you. If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is Tim. As, as Will says, I'm the vicar here. Uh, I'm going to read um, from three separate sections in the Bible. So if you want to follow on your phone or tablet, I'm going to test your scrolling skills. Um, I can't, no, no point giving a page number for those who are in good old-fashioned book form like I am here. But um, at home, if you're tuning in, um, Psalm 24 Matthew 6, Acts 2. Gives you a little head up. You can find the kind of chapters on you. I'm just going to read little sections of each. Yes, I can. Uh, Psalm 24, just one verse from there. We're going to learn that, actually. We're going to say it together. Just give you a little heads up on that. And then um, Matthew 6, towards the end of that chapter. And then Acts chapter 2, towards the end of that chapter. And I'll read them. It's part of our reading. It's part of our worship. We sit under the authority, the life, the food that is God's word. This book, collection of books, it's unique. There's no other piece of literature like it. There's amazing literature. It's a Shakespeare, Dickens, Chaucer, modern contemporary authors, all amazing. But nothing feeds the soul. When, you, when we sit under the authority of God's inspired word, then than the Bible, when we grapple with it, doesn't always make sense to us. What was that we sang? I don't always understand it. You're good anyway, kind of paraphrase of what we were singing earlier. I got the gist. Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. That's the one we're going to learn. Why don't we just say that out loud? together. I'll read it to you one more time. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Ready? The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. What a great verse to carry through the week. Here's um, Matthew chapter 6 and... um, I'm going to go from verse 31. So he's kind of concluding an argument or, or some teaching on, on worry and anxiety. We had a workshop on that recently. You can uh, find ways to combat that in the 21st century. It was an issue back in Jesus' day. And so he says, so, verse 31, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or, or what shall we drink or, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek First, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. I quite often talk here about how how God carries us along the journey with command and promise. Command and promise. Did you pick it up there in verse 33? Seek first the kingdom of heaven. Command. And promise. All these things shall be added unto you. So don't worry. Or don't let worry kill you. A little bit of anxiety is, you know, stress is is a good thing. But don't let it dominate. Here's Acts chapter 2. This is Luke describing the early church. I just want to pick up on these two little descriptors of the, under the heading, the fellowship of believers, the the early church. Acts 2 and verse 42, uh, sorry, 40, well, why don't I go from 42, actually, but 44 and 45 is the ones I want to major on. 
Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Look at this. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Father, we want to say as we, we just engage with these little bits of scripture here, that we're, we're struggling already, we're wrestling, we've got already questions of shooting in our minds. And so we simply ask, Lord, today, by your spirit, right now, please teach each and every one of us. We've been singing about your goodness. Teach us about your goodness, about how you will provide for us in our need and how you will use us as agents of your goodness to bless others in need. We want to be those who get giving today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Do you know, in um, the Bible, uh, if you get, take all the verses and you analyze them all, there's hardly any verses on sex and relationships in terms of date, romantic relationships, dating, should we say. Um, we recognize that's an important area of contemporary life, particularly with uh, many of us here in this room in the life stage that you're in. That's why we laid on the, the day because I wasn't here, but I gather it was really, really, really good this coming Wednesday and the following Wednesday, um, come along. But the, the Bible hardly has very little to say about sex. Um, there are about 500 verses on faith. You, you would have thought, wouldn't you? God was writing his manual, might have put a few more verses in on faith. It's quite a lot of verses. There's well over 3,000 on money and wealth. Possessions, money, wealth, and all the stuff that circles around it. It's clearly quite important to the Lord. Here's the principle. If we remember nothing else tonight, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. The earth, the earth, that's, that's shorthand. You understand, it's not talking about sort of soil or stuff, that, the sort of brown stuff that you, you plant seeds in and you grow stuff. That's part of the earth. The earth is basically shorthand for, biblical shorthand for heaven and earth, which we understand as everything, including stuff you can see and touch and smell, material stuff that we can buy or, or sell or consume or create, that we can taste and touch and smell and see, that we can kind of measure and quantify in some way, maybe evaluate and typical with humankind, put some kind of monetary value on. So that's heaven and earth, the seen stuff, but heaven and earth, the, the earth and the heaven and earth, the seen and the unseen is the Lord's, Everything that we can't see, like ideas, or imagination, or creativity. The fact that we can reason, some of us better than others, because those others are really good at being empathetic, at, at being with. I'm the person in the bed in the hospital who is dying. They're grateful for the flowers that you've bought and they really appreciate the card, but do you know what they really want? You. 
It's your presence and your time. There's a thing that's mercurial when we think about giving, isn't it? I was on the phone this afternoon to someone uh, and I'm going to do a funeral for their brother and it's a nasty funeral because it's an untimely death. And I was on the phone trying as best I could to be with that person who I couldn't even see. And at the end of the call, that person said to me, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. I was mindful of what I was going to say this evening. My time? Like, I possess time? No. The earth, the heaven and earth, the seen and the unseen, including time. If you think about it, he's outside time, so he created time for us in order that we know when it's time to go to sleep and when it's time to wake up so we can regulate our lives. Time is a gift. It's not mine. Just, that was mine then to steward, to use as best I could with this person. The earth, heaven and earth, seen and unseen, all that there is, is the Lord's. We, we often, don't we, that's the principle, this is the principle, we often, because we can quantify and measure and control, so we begin to say, I think, it's, it's ours. This is, this is why, this is a verse, say it to yourself every single day before you walk into the office, as you open up the emails, before you do whatever it is that God calls you to do this week. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. I was rehearsing the story this morning that J. John, the, the evangelist, just, you familiar with J. John? If both of you just know what I mean by J. John, okay. You, you, so you may well have heard this story, forgive me, but he just tells the story of a businessman who's, who's um, got a flight to take and so he goes, checks in and he's got a bit of time so he uh, buys himself a cup of coffee and a bag of donuts and um, looks for a place to sit, it's quite crowded, busy and there is a space just over there so he reads over the table and he sits down opposite the guy uh, and uh, then to his dismay the guy opposite, oh sorry, I, I, um, he sort of makes himself ready, takes his jacket off and puts, it down, he puts his case down there and sits down and uh, uh, just and then, the, to his dismay, the, the, the guy opposite reaches into the bag of donuts and takes out a donut without even acknowledging the businessman. Not, doesn't say a word. Just reaches in and helps himself to a donut and eats it in front of the guy, in front of the businessman. And the, the businessman, but he's kind of, kind of, you know, there's a lot of people around, and he's kind of, you know, of a sort of British culture, whatever that is. But he just, I don't want to make a fuss. I want to say anything. But, you know, if you don't say anything, I confront that behavior, so I'm going to be passive-aggressive about it. So he, bang it down, so he just gets a bang it down and puts it in front of him there and reaches in, and he, he has a donut. Can't believe what happens next. The guy opposite smiles, smiles at the guy, and then reaches over reaches over and gets the bag of donuts and puts it into the middle of the table, smiles, opens up the bag and reaches in. There were five donuts originally, takes a third donut. This guy's stealing, eats it and smiles at the guy, as if to say, these are tasty, aren't they? And the businessman's thinking, too, right, they're tasty and they're disappearing and they're mine and you're stealing them. So he just mm, mm, takes the fourth one out. It's like real sort of, this is mine. Mm. Eats the donut. Like, I dare you. I dare you. 
bing bong, announcement. Um, it's the plane, it's the plane of the, the guy. Oh, he's, oh, check this one, better go. So he just drinks his coffee, stands up, and, and he looks at the... He looks at the bag of donuts with one donut left. Reaches over, smiles at the businessman, reaches over, reaches in, gets out the donut, breaks it in half, <laughs> puts half in his mouth and puts the other half on top of the bag and then pushes it back towards the businessman and nods. I mean, the businessman is just incensed. What donut thief? He's nicking my donuts without even asking. Off he goes, stewing in his own juice. Bing bong. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to touch in the donut. It's probably contaminated by the donut thief. Bing bong. His flight is called. Oh, at last. Checks, drinks his coffee, gets up, puts his jacket on, reaches down to get his case. And there, on top of the case, is his bag of donuts. The guy wasn't stealing donuts, he was sharing donuts. They were his all along. All five of them in the bag belonged to the other guy. In J. John's own inimicable style, he kind of concludes that story that he tells by going, and God's got all the donuts! All of them! They're his! They're not ours, they're his! Which is J. John's way of saying, oh, it's J. John's way of saying, Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. They all, God's got all the donuts. Everything belongs to him. Who do we think we are to possess everything that belongs to him? That's the principle. What we did this morning is, um, we kind of ha I'm just going to big up Hannah, our youth and children's pastor. Yes. How Hannah comes up with all these game ideas, I do not know. Brilliant game today. Uh, she had a big bowl of sweets, and she said, volunteers, please. Uh, and a whole load of children came up, and one adult uh, came up, and um, she said, okay, here's the game. I'm going to give you each five sweets. You should have seen their faces, including the adult. So five sweets in the hand. She said, here's the game. You've got to give all of those sweets away as quickly as you can to different people. You can't just give all five to one person. You've got to go into all, all into the congregation and give as many sweets as you can, and then come back, get some more sweets, and give them away. The winner is the one who can give away the most sweets in a certain amount of time. Up for it? They were all up for it. Not, not only, well, so what happened was, so off they went with the game, and um, we've got some of the lads that are in their sort of footy kit, nine, ten-year-olds, yeah, great, and they're charging out, giving sweets, and then jumping back. Well, one of the guys, he leapt from the, he leapt from the edge on the sort of pillar plinth, he leapt from there onto the stage, never mind the steps, just more sweets, more sweets, to give away, to give away, running around, running around. What happened was, I, was, I happened to be at the back, and uh, I'd been talking to a nanny, and the nanny, get this, she usually goes to the Brompton Oratory, do you know, high church, and she'd come in here with her charges, these young children. 
I mean, forgive me, but, but you probably couldn't get further away in terms of ecclesiology than what we were doing right there and the Brompton Oratory. Anyway, the children could come, oh, can we, can we, can we? And she'd been sort of at the back. So they're in they come. Others were coming in. They all want to join in the game. We, we had a little debrief on the game. Okay, um, how, well, first of all, did you enjoy the game? Oh, yeah, brilliant game. Love the game, love the game. So you can have a suite. Everyone can have a suite who took part in the game. Have one suite if they took part in the game. Here's the thing. Did you enjoy the game? Yes. How many sweets did you have before the game started? None. How many sweets have you got after the game has finished? One. Net gain, one sweet. But here's the thing. Don't forget, they enjoyed the game. The game was fun. Okay? They, had, they were given five sweets. And, and we, I said to one of the kids, okay, so how many do you reckon you gave away? So I think about 20. That's a factor of four. You... So you had no sweet, they enjoyed the game. Then no sweets, then you're given five sweets, then you're told you've got to give those sweets away, they enjoyed the game. And they gave it away four times more than they had. They kept coming back with more to give away, and they enjoyed the game. And at the end of the game, they benefited. They had one more sweet than they came with. It's kind of, I, I, was, I watched the game in awe of Hannah devising this game, thinking, Mic drop right there. Done. What do I need to say? When, when Jesus' followers, uh, you kind of, you know, they were kind of, you know, we're Jesus' followers, they were walking around the crowds and everything, and some people brought some children um, for, for Jesus to bless them. And, oh, no, 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 not children, not children. And Jesus says, no, no, no. No, let the children come because, do you remember what he said, if you're familiar with this little scene? But he said, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Ah. Ah. Jesus these. You see, I'm talking about sort of get giving and, and, and it's on the banner there. Get connected, get involved, get, you know, get, come on, get, come on, come on, you know you should. You don't have to say that to children. This game, this game is about giving away. And they, yeah, I love this. They get giving. Don't let the little, don't stop the children. Let the children come to me because the children get what it is to be in the kingdom of heaven. They get this. Children enjoyed the game. They get giving. Pause, little sidebar. I kind of, I've, you, may have, you may have picked up, actually the talk I was going to be giving, I've sort of slightly, the Lord has just sort of said, no, no, I'd like you to talk about this, 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 on the theme, but don't do, I've, I've had a look at what you're thinking of doing, and it's, do this. Okay. And so with this little example, I agonized, because I thought, um, I'm talking about children and the children at the service, and it was fun, and I'm talking about that, and I'm, I recognize, and I sort of, Lord, really? And I just, I, I just felt the Lord say, well, acknowledge but when you talk about children and families and marriage and relationships, that's painful for some people in this context. So I just want to say I recognize that in giving that example. Moving on. Slightly lost where I am now. No, 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 I haven't. You say, um, oh, because well, that was the other thing. Uh, Hannah at the end has got a big bowl of sweets. And these, these children aren't stupid. They... they they saw that Hannah was in possession of a big bowl of sweets. 
Um, and they, so they see the sweets. You say, look, it's easy for children to sort of give away during the service, because they're going, yeah, but at the end of the service, <laughs> big bowl of sweets, and they know that Hannah's nice. But do you mind, and this is a bit cruel, because can I interpret that laughter? You see, the laughter is the adult cynicism that I have, and, and we all kind of get a little bit where we go, yeah, you see, the kingdom of heaven works for children, but it doesn't work for adults. But, but the psalmist says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And we sing, he, he is good. I don't always understand him. I have, I'm very conscious of these needs. But in a childlike way, kids want sweets. And they just, they kind of just, they don't know anything other than the trust that the adults in their world will bequeath them one or two sweets every now and then. And we lose that childlikeness. That's why Jesus says to us, let the children come because they get this. They get giving. That game is fun. That takes us on to Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Command promise. Seek God and all these things will be added. It, it's like if I can go back to the God has got all the donuts. It's like this, this is how it works. So remember, God's got all the donuts. And by the way, we're talking about a God of abundance, a God of creativity. This is the God who spoke creation into being. Everything that I listed earlier on, like the stuff we can see touched on, and the kind of ephemeral stuff, and the stuff that's going on inside of us, just who we are, the intricacy of the human life, God breathed into being. If, if God can create, is behind everything that we see, seen, and everything that we can't see but still exists for real, if he's behind all of that, don't you think he can make a few donuts? So he gives us donuts. He gives us 10 donuts. So here you are. Here are 10 donuts. Now, give me one back. Just as a reminder that they're mine anyway. They're not yours. So give me one back. Thank you. Now, with that other nine, you can go and bless whoever you want. Go and use your other nine. So I said, yeah, but you don't understand, God. I actually need 11. And someone over here says, wow, nine donuts. But I only need seven. And God loves it. He goes, can I introduce you to... That's what... What does God do all day? That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing with his donuts. He goes, okay, here are 10 donuts. Can I have one, please? Thank you. And just put it over here. There we go. 10 donuts for you. Can I have one, please? Thank you very much. I'm just put it in, mix it all in. 10 donuts for you. Can I have one, please? Can I have one, please? Thank you. Okay. 10 donuts for you. 10 donuts for you. 10 donuts for you. That's how the economy of the kingdom works. We're all busy doing this and we're catching buses and on tubes. That's what we're doing on earth. That's the kingdom of earth. But in the kingdom of heaven, it's way more fun. It's just, just donuts. Can I have that one for you? Thank you. Give it back in. Loved it. Donuts everywhere. You got need? Yeah. You're, you're on a six-figure salary, and you go to your life group and you say, I've got a financial need. Who does that? 
No, we don't, because we're living under the shame of wealth and all the stuff that this worry and anxiety that grows in us. But look, this is what God loves to do. Someone on a six-figure salary, they're a hedge fund manager, and they say, actually, I'm in a little bit of a fix. It isn't about money. The fix, the issue, is that they've not been so good at stewarding the donuts that God's given them. God gave them loads of donuts, and they've got themselves in a bit of a muddle. So a nurse says, well, I can lend you this. Don't you think that God in kingdom goes, oh, fantastic, okay, boop, 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 boop. And he works on the heart of the hedge fund manager who goes, wow, a nurse lends a hedge fund manager some money. Transformation right there. And that happens all over the place when we remember that God has all the donuts. I remember a conversation uh, with when I was a curate in a, a, a church in Bristol, and again, family were, were um, materially well off. Of course, you can have lots of material wealth and be poor in other ways. And uh, a particular poverty that they were experiencing was a lack of understanding about how God works in his kingdom. And uh, the vicar had, uh, had been teaching on the, the biblical principle of tithing, of, of kind of, you have 10 donuts to give the first one back to God as a sign of your recognition of who he is and, and uh, they're his anyway, and he has got all the donuts, and he keeps, he's the God of abundance, not scarcity. It's not like donuts are going to run out, so I've got to preserve the donuts. There's just more keep coming. You give them away, you can't outgive God. Try it. Uh, uh, they hadn't quite got their heads around that, so they said, well, I think the vicar doesn't quite realize what 10% of my income actually is. We can't give away that amount. And they hadn't, they just hadn't got the the principle that God loves. As you, the more you give, the more he can use and give back. The more you give, the more he will bless. The more he will release. The more he'll show you how the economy in the kingdom works on earth. He taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Donuts. Look at this in, in Acts chapter 2. Uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse um, 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Everything. I, don't, I, th- I think obviously that is, as we, as we see and we read, and we know about the early church, that was material, possessions, and homes, and food, and clothing, and there was a lot of physical, practical, measurable need. But I think the everything was kind of everything. When you, when you, when you come to the God, and you throw yourself on the God who is the God of everything, then you share everything. <laughs> so they were aware of need. They were aware of people who were maybe just sort of out of, I don't know, fear or nervousness or anxiety, were kind of covering up what the real need was. They shared everything. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions, because after all, the possessions are just... I mean, you know the old vicar's gag about, about, you know, when the millionaire died and everyone's whispering at the funeral, oh, golly, what did he leave? Everything. Can't take it with you. Just stuff. Matthew 6, it rots and moths come and rust. It's so, 
So if I don't need it, sell it on to those who had need. This is the thing about the need. That they gave to anyone who had need. And, and what, I, I, think this is, I think this is the enemy, actually, trying to sh- throw us off the scent, trying to throw us away from the goodness of God, subtly, indirectly. I think what he does, we read that, it, to everyone in need, and we think of some poor, miserly beggar in rags, sort of sleeping rough, and hasn't eaten for four weeks. And, yeah. and we think, oh, yeah, I want to give him a fiver. No. No, I think it's anyone who was in need. Any kind of need. Back to time. Or attention. Costly. When we, when we look to evaluate that in our busy city, our Western world. Just that we will focus our attention. We'll say no to things. Costly. In order to say yes to someone in their particular need. It may not be a material need at all. We may not be able to afford, and when we say afford, we mean in money terms, we can afford to give, to be generous, metaphorical donuts, in all sorts of ways, creative ways. Use This is an invitation for the Lord, uh, for us rather, from the Lord, to use our imagination, ways in which we can bless and release and serve one another in our churches. I I hear little stories in the life groups where this is happening. People in very tangible or or real ways giving to others in need in unlikely ways. As you see someone with a what, what looks like a sort of behavioral blind spot to them but it's obvious to kind of everyone else if we're honest. And, and, and so just offering to hold up a mirror to what I think I see, you offer it. I think I'm seeing this and I'm wondering what's behind that. Can I help you with that? Would you take advice, counsel? What a wonderful way to give as you invest in the value of that person. You want them to grow and mature. You want them to lose the blinker so that they mature and grow. What a wonderful thing in the kingdom. Everyone in need. Coming into land. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking out here, and I did this this morning. I did it at the 8 o'clock smaller congregation so I can kind of, you know, eyeball every single one of them. <laughs> it's a humbling experience. It's a really humbling experience. The majority of the congregation this morning have been here longer than I have. They've been serving this church. There were two former church wardens in the congregation at 8 o'clock. I don't know, by the way, I like to know who gives financially. And I like to know, it's quite helpful to know, as the leader of this organization, what is given financially. But I insist on not knowing who gives what. So I don't know, unless you choose to tell me, and I'd rather you didn't, if I'm honest. I, I don't know who gives what. But I, so I know, but I do know there, there are faithful givers and servers in all sorts of ways at the 8 o'clock and at the 9.30. And I'm looking out here at this congregation. And I'm thinking of all the myriad ways. When we at Christmas, we write, we, the staff team, we sit down and we write Christmas cards to say, you know, happy Christmas. Uh, but we choose that opportunity to say, and thank you. And we have a little sort of list of anyone who has... Um, contributed to the kingdom via St. Dionysus for the sake of Parsons Green and beyond. And it is humbling. The list goes to over 100 people 
well over 100 people. And some people, we haven't got cards big enough to thank them for all the things that they do, giving in all sorts of ways. When you, when, when you arrived here, whatever time, <laughs> there, there, there were at least a dozen people who had been here for an hour and a half before, some of it in obvious ways, some of it in less obvious ways, giving themselves to be sat at the back, away from where I'm sure they'd love to be worshipping with everyone else in order to enable worship this evening. Thank you. Thank you for all the stuff that goes on midweek. Thank you for all of those who give financially. Thank you. You, you enable, we together enable the kingdom of God to be a present life-changing, transformative reality in Parsons Green and beyond. And, and we honestly could not do that without you. If you want to know more, um, Laura's just here. Don't ask her now, but at another time, because she's here worshipping. But um, uh, when she's at work, give her a ring. She'll, she'll very happily answer any question that you have. Um, members of the PCC, you've got a fair idea as well. Vicar, no idea, but, um, but I, have in, I have in some ways. Thank you. Uh, we, we often give opportunities to, to, to thank and, to, and also to new opportunities for people to give um, in those kind of unseen or unmeasurable ways. You know, every time, like Flight Club, you see Flight Club, that's the men's um, dance evening, and you, know, and you look in your diary and you think, oh, there's a, I think there's something going on at work. There'll be lots of things going on at work, um, but that's, that's one. We don't have many... Uh, sort of men's socials, that's an opportunity where you could, you could give yourself to the body of men that will meet, or, or the women, or a life group, or come into the prayer meeting. We, we often don't feel like doing it, but when we give ourselves, there's a weird thing, again, in God's economy, he, he can, somehow, somehow you come out of those thinking, oh, I'm really glad I did that. And I'm frequently humbled, because I'm actually quite proud, really. I, so, you know, I'm the vicar. I'll, I'll go and chat to this individual. They'll be blessed by my conversation. <laughs> and we get sort of chatting, and I hear their story or what they do or what they're putting up with, and I think, oh, flipping heck. I haven't even begun. So humbling. I, I, there was me thinking I was giving myself to them. No, they've... they've who wants to talk to the vicar? I want to talk to the nice people. Probably I want to talk to my mates and come here, but I'm talking to this old guy. Wow, what a gift. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When you share... When you reveal stuff that you don't have to say to one another, you build fellowship, you grow the kingdom. Thank you. So we often give those opportunities, uh, obliquely, subtly, indirectly, for, for giving in, in, in those ways. Very rarely, if you're a newcomer or a visitor here, very rarely will we talk about money. I'm going to talk about money for 90 seconds. <laughs> uh, I'm going to invite, can we have the, the, the slide up? And I'm just going to invite you to get your phone out, and if you can zoom in and just take a picture of that, um, of that screen. Um, and that basically outlines, that screen outlines two ways in which you can give if you uh, aren't already giving in a financial way. You, this is the, God's given you loads of donuts, you give one back to him. Um, prayerfully decide that the, the, the tithe or the tenth is a biblical principle. Um, some people can give more than that. Uh, I mean, if uh, I'll be, uh, do I say this? Yeah, I mean, Joe and I, we give, um, we give just under 10% to the church, and we give, um, in total, about 20% of our financial money because we know some individuals, we know other things, and so we, we sponsor other things as well. We've, we've never been in need financially. 
I mean, you know, we haven't got loads of money, but we've never been any. God provides. He's got all the donuts. Um, so if, uh, if, you, if you haven't ever thought about giving to God's work, why don't you um, just, there's one or two words, you can just set up a standing order. Simple as that with your bank. And then if you just go via, you can, uh, you can look, what you can do is um, download the My Church Suite app, and then you can manage this all on your phone. You can kind of moderate, just check your giving uh, and how much you can church. If you want to, if the Lord nudges you to increase it, you can do that. Or are they furloughed or, or whatever happens, just money is tight, so you can just pour it back for a bit. We, it, right here as a church, we, we, we've got just enough faith to trust that God's got all the donuts. So when some people need to lower the giving or stop the giving for a while, we understand. Um, and other people you can increase their giving or start giving. So you can do it by standing order. There are the details there. So you've got that on the phone. Just, it takes about 30 seconds. All oh, the gift aid, if you could. Laura's just smiled. Thumbs up from Laura. If you can remember the gift aid, because actually, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the, the um, Chancellor very kindly, every gift, gift given by a UK taxpayer, and he'll give an extra 25%. Thank you very much. So let's not... Um, uh, uh, miss that opportunity, or you can give via PGS. PGS is the Parish Giving Scheme, uh, and the beauty of that is a, it's a kind of direct debit. The beauty of that is, and you, if you just, just, um, um, what do you do? The thing. What's the word? Just put the camera over the screen, and you can do it there, or it's, it's the same one on there. And is it also on the door? And it's on the door. You've got, to, and also I've got one. I've got one of these, uh, and that's on the table outside. But you only need to do one of those. You don't have to do all four. We make it easy. Um, and uh, the, parish, the thing about that is that the diocese then do all the administration on, on gift aid. And that. So that's, that just makes it easy. So that's, a, that's another way of doing it. Oh, just to say, um, it would be best if you're thinking about setting up whoa, regular giving, um, it's, it's probably best not to do it. Tempting, but best not to do it via the regular donation app on the website because the credit card... Um, operator just takes a cut out of that. So for, for one-offs and so on, you know, that's another opportunity to give. But if, if you're thinking about regular, then that would be the way. Have I, have I covered that off? Oh, gold star for the vicar. Let's do, the, what's that verse again? 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let's stand together. And if I can invite the band back. Just, I just want to hold this space because I'm conscious a lot of stuff. I mean, even at the start, there were questions and things. And I, I'm conscious as we speak about money and our attitude to money and possessions and all of that as, as we challenge in the realm of giving, I recognize it will draw out a whole load of reactions. You're thinking about stuff and you're emoting to a greater or lesser extent. You're, you're stirred. And, and part of that stirring is also the Spirit, actually. And I, in this space, I just love Holy Spirit. I invite you, please. I'd love you just to move in the hearts and minds of these dear men and women here this evening. And, and just help them, help us, help all of us to kind of tease out discern, hear what you are saying to us. We don't want to react, but we do recognize your call to respond. Father, in all that you've given us, we, we want to give 
as J. John says, we want to give what's right, not what's left. Not out of the poverty of the scraps, but the first fruits in recognition of all that you've given us. In every aspect, in every realm, in every sphere. Lord, we, we would just love to mirror your generosity through the week. And the rest of this year and the rest of our lives. We, we say to you, Lord, we, we dare to say, it's a faith statement, but we dare to say it anyway, that we cannot outgive you. That when we give, you give back in all sorts of ways. We will never be in need. And all these things shall be added unto you. You, you make that promise and you are faithful to your promise. We stand under that. And Father, as we worship now, sort of consummate our response as we worship you because you are good. We pray you would continue your work of transformation in our lives, in the life of this church. And as this church is transformed for the sake of the world, for those that don't yet know your goodness, your generosity, and your love. In Jesus' name.